Hey everyone, it's Allison here with New Little Life. I'm an internationally board certified lactation counselor, a nurse, a doula, and a mom of three little boys. Here on the New Little Life podcast, we'll talk with real moms about their breastfeeding experience, the good parts and the bad, and share real and practical advice about breastfeeding. Connect with and learn from other moms and professionals to help you meet your breastfeeding goals. Hello, and welcome back to the New Little Life podcast. This is the second episode. If you missed the first one, you can go back and listen to that. I shared a little bit about who I am and my story and what you can expect from this podcast. So you can go listen to that. But today we're going to dive into an interview with a real breastfeeding mom. She's going to share her story, and I'm really looking forward to that. Before we get started, though, I just wanted to remind you that if you like this podcast and you want to hear more content, you can support the New Little Life podcast over on our Patreon, which is www.patreon.com slash newlittlelife. Any amount of donation over there, even a small one, helps me keep this podcast going. I really am looking forward to bringing you a lot of great content. So if you'd like to show some support and a quick little thank you, you can head over there. I'll put the link in the show notes for you. Today's interview, I'm really excited to share with you. Tamara is an excellent friend of mine. I met her here in Belgium when we first moved here. And she has had a really interesting breastfeeding experience. But not only that, she is an incredibly smart and practical mom. And one of my favorite things about this interview was all of the practical advice that she gives. And the way that she says things really just breaks it down in a way that makes me feel normal. And I know that it will help you too, to be confident and have realistic goals for your breastfeeding journey. Some of the challenges that Tamara has had are very common and some are not. I would say that it's not the norm that your body just doesn't make enough milk like Tamara's going to chat about, but it does happen. And I love her experience. She did breastfeeding and formula feeding, and she talks a lot about how that made her feel um, her breastfeeding exposure growing up, and you're really, really going to love this interview. So enough of me talking. Let's jump right in. Hey, Tamara. I'm so glad to be talking with you today. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Okay. So you told me actually earlier that you were going to do some family pictures today. How did it go? Yes, it went great. Thank you for asking. We actually just took family pictures in our backyard. We took pictures of our neighbors and they took pictures of us. Um, cause that's what we can do right now. <laughs> oh, I, I miss having neighbors that speak our language. So you are so lucky. That's awesome. It's been nice. Well, I am really excited to chat with you today, kind of about your breastfeeding experience. Yeah. So I think you had a really interesting story, um, kind of a non-traditional story. And I think mm-hmm. that'll be fun to, to share with other moms. So why don't you start just by telling us a little bit about your family, your kiddos and where you're from. All that sure. Stuff. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to share because these are the kinds of stories that we want to tell everyone. <laughs> yeah. But I guess we don't really get the opportunity. So this is going to be a lot of fun for me. So I have two kids. Liam is two and a half and Olivia will be a year old in a month. Um, and I've had very different experiences with both of them, which I think is something that most moms can relate to. Kids are different. Um, they are different in every aspect. <laughs> um, 
and including my breastfeeding journey was very different with both of them. Yeah. And you guys are a military family, right? I mean, me and Tamara know each other, but just so you can kind of get to know her. um... Yes, I guess I should mention that we are a military family and we actually met here in Belgium. We met you guys here in Belgium. We moved here when my oldest son, Liam, was two months old. Um, and then I had my youngest here in Belgium, which was an amazing experience. I loved, loved, loved that. Um, and we've been here ever since. Okay, so let's just start at the beginning. Um, actually, when I met you, I think Liam was about four months old. Mm-hmm. He was still a baby. And you had had a journey up until that point even. So tell us about your first your first baby and breastfeeding experience there. Yes, absolutely. I think I should start by saying that I knew absolutely nothing about breastfeeding until I had to breastfeed my son, which is kind of a weird thing because I am curious about stuff and I read so many books while I was pregnant and now I realize that I read a lot of books about pregnancy and childbirth, but I never even thought about learning about breastfeeding. I had this misconception in my mind that either I would have milk and be able to breastfeed my child or I would not have milk and not be able to breastfeed because that's what I had heard. Um, I was born and raised in Brazil where breastfeeding is not taboo by any means and so I had seen women around me breastfeeding. It was a very common thing, a very normal thing and I just thought it would kind of be second nature and I would be able to tell if I'd be able to breastfeed or not. Um, So starting from that point of, you know, lots of misconceptions and knowing absolutely nothing about breastfeeding, I thought I was doing great at first. You know, the minute I picked up my baby, he latched on and he was born kind of small. I should mention that he was six pounds even when he was born. He was a full term baby, but he was just tiny. Um, But the first time I picked him up, he latched on and it was just wonderful. I thought this is great. And then around the third or fourth day, my milk really came in um, and I could tell that I had a lot of milk and, you know, it was painful as it is for most people. Sure, sounds super normal. Yeah. (laughs) But everything seemed normal. The only thing that kind of bothered me was that he wanted to breastfeed all the time. And so we we would usually do 15 minutes on either side every hour. So he was breastfeeding for 12 hours a day. Yeah, that's a lot. Which was a lot. And I had no idea that that was a lot until I went to see his doctor and, you know, the pediatrician. And I said, my son breastfeeds for 12 hours a day. I'm exhausted. And he still cries all the time. Something's wrong with this baby. Um, We kept an eye on him and by the time he was 15 days old, he started showing very um, strong signs of malnourishment and dehydration. Just very few wet diapers and like the the brick looking stuff in the diaper. You've probably never seen that and when you do it's terrifying to be honest. It's just so weird. It doesn't look like it's supposed to be there, Um, which and it isn't I guess supposed to be there. Okay, yeah. And it was just such a scary experience to go through that and then have, you know, at 15 days, I thought everything was going fine and that I just had a very demanding baby. And then when he was 15 days old, his pediatrician said, you need to give him some formula. And he sent me home with formula and said, you have to do this now because your son is malnourished and he, he can barely stay awake because he doesn't have the energy. Yeah. Did your pediatrician talk to you about like continuing breastfeeding too? Or did he just say like, 
here's formula, do this. Yes, we did both. He sent me straight out to a lactation consultant, oh, okay. um, which was an interesting experience, to, to be honest. I've, mm -hmm. I've worked with a number of lactation consultants at this point, and I think that my first one um, was the one that I learned the least from, and she was sure. great, don't get me wrong, she was amazing. Yeah. But she put a lot of the burden on the baby. Let your baby um, follow his intuition. Let your baby find his way. Okay. Let your baby find your nipple. And my poor baby barely had the strength to, you know, to understand that he needed to eat. He was just so tiny and, and just so tired at this point. Um, so we had a pretty rough journey with him, a pretty rough patch. And we just ended up supplementing with formula, but still breastfeeding up until he was four months old and that four months was when I realized that my milk production was so low that he was basically just having you know 98% of his his meals were formula based and so we just ended up going with that from that point on yeah so you then you did formula about four months on exactly from the time okay. he was four months until you know until he turned 12 months and then we switched to, to cow's milk but it was just formula from that point on. Um, and the whole entire time that he was breastfeeding, we would do breast and then pump, bottle, and then formula. And oh, even... Word. I know. It was That's so a much lot. work. <laughs> it's so exhausting. <laughs> it was exhausting. It was so much work. And the funny thing is when we met, we were staying at the lodge, which is for non-military families that are listening to this. It's temporary lodging until you find yes. a house. Um, and the room where we were staying, it was a hotel room. We didn't have anything. Yes. We had nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my husband was already going to work. So it was just me and my baby in that hotel room all day long. And that's all that we did. Some, some nights my husband would come home, you know, at 7 p.m. and say, how was sure. your day? And I would say, well, I haven't left this bed. <laughs> because yeah, there's nothing I, to do. Exactly. I'm in a foreign country and we don't have a house and I have a four-month-old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we yeah. spent, well, my baby was two months old at that point, And we spent every waking minute working on feeding because, you know, I would breastfeed him and then I would pump and give him a bottle and wash the bottle and make formula and give him formula and put him to sleep. And it was just, you know, it was this never ending cycle. It was a lot of work. It was nice to not have a house to clean at that point. I sure. Think. Well, yeah. <laughs> One silver lining. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a lot. Especially with your first child to then move overseas he's two months old and mm -hmm. you're having feeding difficulties so did you get in to see the pediatrician right away here at, at the new place or I were you did. tracking his weight on your own I did we were tracking his weight with the pediatrician um and he was doing fine after we introduced formula you know he was doing great basically what would happen is the pediatrician if the pediatrician said oh your baby needs four ounces of formula what i noticed would happen is i would breastfeed him and then give him a bottle of pumped milk and then he would still have four ounces of formula because i just really didn't have much milk and so he was doing great after we introduced formula it was just progress <laughs> he did really yeah. really well with it wow okay so we're going to come back to Liam, but tell us a little bit about how your experience was different the second time. Did you have some of the same struggles? Were there some things that were easier? It was, Can I tell us about that? Yes, it was so much easier, and my experience was so much better just in every regard because with my second one, I no longer had this misconception that either you have milk or you don't. I understood 
the law of supply and demand. Sure, yep. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I just, I understood better how to make things work when you have to pump. Um, and so for the first four months of her life, we were able to stay off formula and do just breast milk. We would do breast, pump, and, you know, bottle of pumped milk. And it was just wonderful. It was really wonderful. And here in Belgium, I had the privilege of, one, knowing you, who were oh, sure. amazing. Um, yeah. You were Always just It was nice so to great. have someone to text in the middle of the night or... Exactly. On a weekend and just a quick question for sure. Yes. And I feel like I did that to you so many times. So thank I you. I loved and it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I loved it. Um, and I also had Fiona, who's the local lactation consultant, who you know as well. And she's wonderful. Fantastic resource for our area. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was just such a different experience because this time, I think, first of all, I had a better understanding of breastfeeding and how it works. I knew that it wasn't just a given that either you have milk or you don't. And I had, you know, these amazing ladies and resources and just people teaching me how to feed your baby. I think, um, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're pregnant and you don't have any children, you might have that same misconception that I had of, you know, you pick up the baby and the baby eats and either the baby's full sure. or it isn't. Um, but that's not really true. There's a little bit of a learning curve um, and you have to learn how to feed your baby and your baby has to learn how to eat. And so here I just feel like I had a, a much greater support system. And I, you know, I also had my previous experience. And so from day one, I just let my baby eat as much as she needed. I, you know, for the first couple of months, I didn't really keep her on a schedule at all. She was yeah. just feeding all the time. <laughs> um, and it was wonderful. I got to enjoy it a lot more with my son. You know, when he was breastfeeding 12 hours a day in the first couple of weeks, I remember just crying and telling my mom, I feel like a prisoner. I am stuck to this nursing chair and I can't do anything. You know, when he's not nursing, Mm -hmm. I need to sleep, I need to shower, I need to eat, and that's my life. And with my daughter, I was able to have a completely different perspective where I knew that it was going to be hard. I already knew that it was going to be time consuming. And so I just thought... You know, I'm not stuck. I'm not a prisoner. I am just doing what I need to do at this point in time. And things will get better as time goes on. But right now, I'm just doing what I need to be doing. This is the only thing I need to do. You know, if I don't get to shower today, that's fine. But I just need to feed my baby. <laughs> I hope moms everywhere heard what you just said. Like, this is just <laughs> what I'm doing right now. This is just my life right now. And it that's okay. And exactly. because it's not always that way, but it can be so hard to remember that in the moment when you're, like you said, you're stuck to the chair and all you're doing is feeding your baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be, seem like, how, how am I ever going to go to the store again? How am I ever going to like have a life? Yep. But and that's with, just what you're doing right now. Exactly. And with my first son, I had these very unrealistic high expectations for myself and sure. I was still working nearly full time when he was born working from home and, you know, and just trying to do a million other things, moving overseas and orchestrating all of that. There was so much going on and it was just very frustrating. And I think that frustration didn't help my milk production either, you know, all that stress. Um, So totally different experience with my daughter, simply because I had the information that I needed. I had the resources that I needed. I had a pump from day one, you know, with my son. I didn't even have a pump until he was a month old because yeah. I didn't think I would need a pump since I wasn't 
working outside of the home. I thought only moms who were working needed pumps. You know, I just knew nothing, absolutely nothing about breastfeeding. I think that's really common actually for moms to, you take a childbirth class or something, or during your pregnancy, you're really focused on like pregnancy and Mm -hmm. birth. Like, how am I going to get this human out of me (laughs) is a big deal and kind of an overwhelming thought. But I think so many moms are kind of like you, where you just don't really think about the after very much or Mm -hmm. how do I feed this baby? I don't know. It just seems like that should be a natural thing. It should be. Sometimes it's not. So, yeah, I think preparing a little bit more during pregnancy or at least knowing your resources, you know, that second time you got out and and you're like, this is who I'm going to call if I have problems. And I think that can really make a difference in, in your, in how you do things, especially at the beginning, like you mentioned. Absolutely. And even Mm -hmm. from the time I was in the hospital, you know, things were very different, very different with my second daughter. I remember the moment she was born, I picked her up and I said, she's going to nurse now. <laughs> Everybody yeah. step away. Now it's time for her to nurse. This is our golden oh, I hour. Love, I love um, it. And that's what we did. And I just let her nurse for as long as she wanted. And I was like, she's fine. Nobody needs to clean her up. Nobody needs to cut any cords. Just give me my baby and she's going to nurse. And she, it was funny, she was born sucking on her thumb. So I just took her thumb out of her mouth and then she latched right on. Stop. Um, I love that. (laughs) It was awesome. It was perfect. And then she was just nursing for a whole entire hour, um, which was amazing. I still had milk production issues. And I think that's just something that I will forever struggle with. Sure. Um. But this time around, it was a lot easier just just because I knew what to do and I wasn't so stressed out and there was no doubt in my mind. I think I think the hardest part of breastfeeding for me is this. I never know if my baby is getting enough nourishment. I never know if my baby is getting enough milk. And that for me was always the hardest part of breastfeeding. Every time that my baby, my baby cried, I would think, oh, my baby's hungry. And my mind wouldn't even go to maybe my baby has a dirty diaper, maybe my baby's colicky, maybe, you know, I would always yeah. think that my baby was hungry. Um, and so with my second daughter, I just, I kept counting her wet diapers. And I thought, you know, if she has enough wet diapers, I don't have to worry. She's fine. If she's crying a lot, if she's fussing a lot, well, she's a fussy baby and it's okay. So I, I don't know. I think it was just a different experience, just really based on the amount of information that I had. I, that's awesome. And I think your expectations from the beginning can make a huge difference on, on how you feel throughout the process Mm -hmm. too. Um, can you, can you talk about a little bit what it was like, um, especially with your first, cause you kind of mentioned you anticipated just like feeding him and going along your way. What was that like when you kind of hit that four month mark and had to readjust your goals or your idea of what feeding your baby might look like, you know, was that hard? It was very hard. And I think the hard part about it is that it didn't feel like a decision that I was making. It felt more like a failure. Like I had failed to produce the milk that my baby needed. And now I have to resort to just feeding him formula. And that I think was just the hardest part was just adjusting my, my perspective of what was happening and understanding that it wasn't a failure. It was just the way things are and we were adapting. 
but I didn't see it that way at all. I cried sure. so much and it was just so hard. But I remember I would sit and pump for 20, 30 minutes and get three quarters of an ounce of milk. Um, and it was at that point that I was like, you know what, this is, this is pointless. I'm not producing any more milk. Um, and when my baby, and my baby was old enough that he would try to breastfeed and he would just unlatch and cry because there was no milk coming out. And I think sure. it was just frustrating for him as well. Um, so I think that was the hardest part was just my perspective of it and seeing myself as a failure, you know, this is the sure. one thing that I'm supposed to be able to do. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be able to feed my child and I can't, and now I have to give him this, you know, store book store-bought stuff um it was really really hard it was really hard and it took some time for me to get used to it and to really honestly see the benefits of <laughs> having a formula fed baby it's not all bad I mean, it's not all yeah. bad I know mm. it's kind of taboo to talk about this when we're talking about breastfeeding no and, not at all you know, this is so many moms journeys I I love what you're saying no, breastfeeding does not go perfectly so Please tell us the benefits of being a formula mom. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, so it was, it was funny because we had just moved here to Belgium and we were looking forward to traveling. And sure. that was a huge thing for us was being able to go places and do things. And formula fed babies are very predictable. You know exactly when yes. they're going mm -hmm. to be hungry, how much they're going to need to eat. So you can really just prepare some bottles and throw them in your purse and go um, and that was so easy for me. It was easy at night. I could just make a bottle and feed him a bottle instead of, you know, breastfeeding and then warming up the milk that I had pumped earlier and then making a bottle. Um, it was so much faster and so much easier and I was getting more sleep. He was getting more sleep. It was a less frustrating experience for all of us. And sure. I think once I was able to overcome my frustration of feeling like a failure, for not being able to produce the milk that my child needed, um, then it became a really blissful experience for everyone. And then, you know, I don't have to wake up at night if I don't want to because dad can make a bottle of formula. <laughs> and that, <laughs> for sure, is the biggest benefit of having a formula-fed baby. Um, I'm a little jealous of that right now because <laughs> I've got a three-month-old and he eats all night long and my husband sleeps wonderfully I know, sound next it? to me. <laughs> Isn't that so unfair? Oh, oh my boy. gosh, they're useless. But I mean, there's no use in waking them up. I mean, what are you going to do? Nothing. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So then we were finally able to cross that bridge where, you know, I would nudge my husband in the middle of the night and say, hey, tonight's your turn. You go feed the baby and change diapers and stay up I with the baby it. all night. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think... I think it's all a matter of perspective. You can sure. be upset about having to breastfeed because you don't get all the sleep and you can be upset about having to formula feed your baby because then you're not breastfeeding or you can just, you know, find the good in every stage. And I'll be very honest with you that I didn't find the good in every stage with my son, with my first child. Sure. But with my second, I just enjoyed every second of everything. I thought, you know, oh, right now I have milk. This is great. I'm never going to complain about having to feed her because um, I'm just grateful that I have the milk. And then when I wasn't producing as much anymore, she was about six months old um, when we went to just, you know, 100% formula. And at that point, I was like, you know what? This this is great. I've I did what I could, and now I get to sleep all night while my husband feeds her. So... 
it's all a matter of perspective, I guess, you know, understanding that, like you said, everyone's journey is different and this is your journey and you can choose to enjoy every part of it or you can be frustrated <laughs> through yeah. every part of it. I, wise words, seriously, I hope that all moms wrote that down. You, you, <laughs> you didn't write that down. You're doing dishes or something while you're listening. <laughs> Um, but life. along that line, do you, did you get any like negative comments or feedback from other moms? I know, especially like in this generation, a lot of moms are breastfeeding mm-hmm. and like you even said before, can we talk about formula or is that taboo? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. but did you get any, any kickback from other moms, especially breastfeeding moms? Yes, I did. And mm-hmm. I think it's funny that you said, you know, this generation of moms worries a lot about breastfeeding and can be a little judgy because that brings up in my mind the last generation of moms which is um you know older mothers who would just tell me every time my baby cried would say give your baby a bottle of formula (laughs) isn't that crazy yeah Mm -hmm. um and so it totally is like this generational thing where i had older women telling me that my kids were always hungry and that I had to give them formula and being totally unsupportive of my breastfeeding journey while at the same time having younger moms being totally unsupportive of my formula feeding journey because you know breast is best um and you know I'm not going to say that that's not true breast is best absolutely you know breast milk is best for baby but What's really, really good is to have a baby who's well-fed and thriving and healthy. Um, and so, you know, no matter what people say, <laughs> we've, we've just got to yes. do what's best for babies. But I did. I had all kinds of people say all kinds of things. And I think what I heard most from our generation of moms was that I didn't trust my body, that I wasn't trusting my body enough. Mm. Um, and that I needed to just, you know, forget about formula and just trust my body. And that was always kind of a funny thing for me to hear because with my first baby, I trusted my body to the point of, of using it 12 hours a day, you know, to feed my Mm -hmm. son. And, but you know, they didn't know what I had been through and they didn't know what I knew. And it wasn't a matter of me not trusting my body. It was just a matter of me having seen one of my children starving. (laughs) Sure understanding mm-hmm. that you know i i totally understand that concept and i totally agree that we should trust our bodies to do the amazing things that they were created to do mm-hmm. um but not everything functions perfectly in our bodies and sometimes we struggle with different health issues and i think breastfeeding follows in that category so I, it was a funny thing that the things that i would hear it was never a uh, straight up you know oh you suck for giving your baby formula no never like that mothers are mothers are much more (laughs) passive aggressive in the way that they speak to other mothers yes absolutely (laughs) yeah um but there was a lot of uh, you're not trusting your body you need to trust your body you need to relax more you need to trust your baby um uh you need to figure out why else your baby is sleeping or sorry why else your baby is crying and not sleeping I think at one point I had someone tell me that whenever my baby cried before breastfeeding, I had to try everything else. Um, 
And I would think, you know, I know that my baby's hungry. My baby hasn't had anything to eat in several hours. So yeah. why would I, you know, mm-hmm. why would I try to shush my baby and change the diaper? I don't know. Every mother does things differently and everyone finds their groove and what works for them. Um, but it's just usually that judgment came in the form of advice. And I think a lot of times it came from a good place. Maybe it didn't come from a place of judgment, but I definitely felt judged a lot of times. Yeah. I think moms are really quick to share what works for them because they're mm-hmm. like, I've found this thing that works for me and I want to share it with you. And it is kind of hard, I think, for it to come across from a place of love and care and not feel attacked. Like, mm-hmm. why aren't you doing this? This is how you do it. Okay, so we just got disconnected there, and I hope we weren't on an awesome train of thought, but we're just going to continue and pick up where we left off. So (laughs) hopefully we weren't about to give the best advice of the century and lost internet connection. I'm sure we'll be just fine. Okay, so tell me, um, what was the best part of breastfeeding for you, either of your experiences? Oh, goodness. What I, I think just the time that you get to spend with your baby. Sure. It's it's kind of a paradox, right? Because on one hand, we want our significant others to be able to do more so that we can get more sleep and rest. Yes. But at the same time, oh, it's so great to hold your baby and watch them eat and watch them be satisfied and, you know, just fall asleep in your arms. It's just, a, it's a sweet moment. It's a really sweet experience. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest that it wasn't sweet for the first few weeks because it was so painful but then you know once we got over all the bruising and and you know the the tough beginning of breastfeeding it was really blissful those moments were really really special and the other thing that I think is just the best is it's just so easy you know there's no washing bottles no sanitizing anything if I had to leave the house for long periods of time, I didn't have to do any math and calculate how much formula I have to bring with me. Sure. Um, yep. I didn't have to bring a huge diaper bag. You know, it was just <laughs> yeah. me and my breasts is all I needed and some diapers. Um, so it was just very easy and very simple in that way. I think that was the best part of breastfeeding is just it's simple and it's time with your baby. It's quality time with your baby. Yeah. And on the on the reverse, I'm really interested to hear your answer of what was the hardest part of breastfeeding for you. Because I, I know you had some physical challenges with just making enough milk, but there was also kind of that emotional, mental readjusting your goals and, mm-hmm. you know, so what would you, what do you think really was the hardest part of breastfeeding for you? I think the hardest part of breastfeeding was just not knowing, just the doubt, the you know, continuous doubt of not knowing if my baby was getting enough. And I think with my second baby, I was able to kind of relax a little bit more. But I just remember every time my baby cried, I would think, oh, this is it. They need formula. (laughs) You know, they're so hungry. So I think that wondering was very difficult. And then there comes a point for me where that grows into wondering, is it time to stop breastfeeding? Is it time to try something different? Is it time to compliment? It's just the constant decision-making, you know, the constant wondering and decision-making and things that I just can't be sure about. 
ever, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I think other moms are better at feeling when they have a letdown and when their milk is coming out and they're able to kind of gauge that way. But I lost, uh, because of my medical history, I'm just going to say very briefly that I have breast implants and I lost sensibility on my breasts with that surgery. Sure. And I, because I lost sensibility, I just couldn't tell. I, I couldn't tell when I was having a letdown. I couldn't tell mm-hmm. if milk was coming. If it wasn't, you know, I, I would have to listen for my baby swallowing. And I didn't even learn how to do that until my second baby was born. But with the first, I had no idea that that was a thing that I could do, you know, and count the swallows. And so I think that was the hardest part, was just the constant doubting, the constant wondering, you know, if my baby had enough, if it was time to change to something else. And also just getting over whatever decision I had made or sticking with whatever decision I had made. Mm -hmm. I can't even tell you how many times I said, okay, this is it. Now this baby's getting formula. And then my husband would bring me a bottle of formula and say, here you go, babe. And I would say, no, 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 she's fine. (laughs) Take it back. We got this. (laughs) Um, Just, you know, changing your mind all the time and not knowing and wondering and then regretting a decision that you made and trying to go back. It was just, I don't know. It was very stressful for me in that regard of, it was just the constant decision making. And I hope that for other moms, it's not that way, right? I hope that for other moms, yeah. they have um, just just the knowledge and the ability to know how their babies are doing and if they're getting enough milk so that they can just stick with it or, you know, just give their babies formula. But hopefully other moms are better decision makers than I am and don't beat themselves up as much <laughs> about the decisions that they make. I also hope so, but I also highly doubt it. Moms are just are so critical of themselves and you said earlier that when you kind of decided to stop breastfeeding, it wasn't like a, I'm choosing another path. It was like I failed at this path and now I'm forced mm-hmm. onto this other one. And I don't think you're alone in, in feeling like that. I think a lot of moms can relate to that feeling of failure. Mm-hmm. Although it's not. It's, it's just really not. something different, you know. And I think everybody's breastfeeding, you know, experience looks different and you have parts that are hard and parts that you feel like a failure. I mean, I know that, I mean, I've breastfed my babies in past a year, both of them. Um, but there were still really parts where I felt like a failure where I'm like, this part didn't go well and Mm -hmm. I failed, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just crazy that those feelings come so quickly. Was there any, any particular thing that kind of helped you move past that? Anyone that talked to you that made you feel better or was it just take time to wrap your mind around mentally? I didn't fail. I'm just going another way. I think it was, it was both. I think it does take time to heal because when you first have your, at least for me, that's how it was. When I first had my baby, I never thought that I would be going through those problems and I never thought that I would have to make those decisions. And so I think it does take time to heal, you know, your heart and your mind from those feelings of failure but also I had a very very supportive partner which I think was a really amazing thing he is kind of a uh he loves formula because he loves (laughs) to be able to feed our babies and be up in the middle of the night with them I think he really wants to feel like he's participating and but he never wanted to force me into you know stopping breastfeeding or ending my breastfeeding journey or anything like that but 
every time I decided that it was time for formula, he was always the first person to kind of cheer me on and to remind me that that was a decision and not failure. So I would come to him crying and, you know, I failed and this and that. And he would, that's, he would always remind me, this is not failure. You're just choosing to do what's best for your baby at this point. You have to remember that. Um, and the funny thing is that I think this lesson applies to the rest of our children's lives. <laughs> yeah. There are so many things that we do and so many times when we feel like we've failed them, but when honestly we're just doing what's best for them and we just have to be able to keep that perspective. So I think, I think it's both. It's important to have someone by your side, whether it's your partner or your mom or your lactation consultant even, or your pediatrician, sure. someone who understands your decision and who can support you in that decision and cheer you on when you switch paths. Um, but it's also important to give yourself time to heal and understand that, you know, there are so many emotions in the postpartum period. I think we could have a whole other <laughs> episode yeah. on this. <laughs> there, yeah. There's so much to say there. But there are so many emotions that come with the postpartum period that I think you just, you have to give yourself time to heal. Sure. Whatever that looks like for you. For me, it looked a lot like saying, okay, take this baby, you're in charge, and handing the baby to my husband, um, and taking time with myself and, you know, doing things for myself. I think that that little bit of self-care, you know, having time to practice more self-care because I was no longer um, breastfeeding and pumping all day long sure. um, mm -hmm. was really important for me to feel like I was switching to a path that was better for my baby and for me and that it's okay to practice a little bit of self-care when you get the chance. Um, and really just time. Time heals all wounds, physical and mental, if you practice self-care um, mentally, physically, emotionally as well. Yes, 100%. I love everything you just said. Um, you mentioned pumping again, and I remembered I wanted to ask you which pump you had and if you liked it. I've been doing oh, a lot of yeah. pump stuff lately, so mm -hmm. got pumps on the brain. But yeah, what pump did you have? My first pump was the Medela uh, Pump and Style, I believe it's called. Okay, um, yeah. I it felt a little boxy and and big and awkward. I felt like I had I was tethered to it whenever I was pumping because it has to be sure. plugged in and it's kind yep. of mm -hmm. bulky and heavy and just awkward. Um, but it worked fine. I got the milk out, which was great. My second pump was the Spectra 2, and I loved it. I loved it, yeah, loved it, loved lots it. lots of moms like that one. Mm -hmm. I just loved it so much. I love that I could take it everywhere, and it has a little handle. I love that it has its own nightlight. It was so easy to pump in the middle of the night. Um, yes. Everything mm -hmm. about it was great, and I felt like the settings were more intuitive and easier to set up. I liked the bottles better. Just the whole experience yeah. with the Spectra was a lot better. With my next baby, I'm definitely going straight for the spectra because yeah. I <laughs> love it so much and it was my constant companion I mean all of my pumps got so much use <laughs> yes oh, it sounds like it I can't even imagine your feeding schedule you described sounds exhausting it was exhausting it was <sighs> but you know the either neither pump ever disappointed me they were both excellent you know the whole sure. entire time but the Spectra was just amazing because when you spend so much time pumping, you really need to be more flexible about where you pump 
And so sure. I liked not having to be right next to a, an outlet and just being able to pump anywhere. Cause a lot of times, honestly, I would pump at the dinner table while I ate dinner or I would yep. pump, mm-hmm. you know, in bed, um, in the middle of the night or in my baby's room during the day. It was just, it was always with me. <laughs> I took that pump everywhere. Yeah. And yours was blue, right? Not pink. So you had the S1, the Spectre one? Right. It was blue. So I guess it okay, was the Spectre one. Correct. Yeah, I think so. You said it had no, I mean, it had a battery. So mm-hmm. uh, the S1, perfect. Awesome. I could probably talk to you forever about breastfeeding stuff. <laughs> like culturally, what was that like in Brazil? And like, I'd love to, uh, but we got to wrap it up today. So is there anything else you just would like to share with new moms, um, first time moms, second time moms, moms that are breastfeeding right now? Anything that you think might be helpful for them, you know? Definitely, yeah. Um, I think number one, um, do your research. Look for information. And most importantly, mm-hmm. find a lactation consultant before you even give birth. Um, I would say go ahead and meet w- several lactation consultants. Find someone that you love yes. mm-hmm. and have them help you. Even if you don't think that you're going to have trouble breastfeeding, it doesn't matter. Just have that person ready to help you if you need. Um, And the second thing I would say is just be kind to yourself and understand that, you know, not everyone's breastfeeding experience is perfect. Honestly, I don't think anyone's breastfeeding experience is perfect. Breastfeeding is freaking hard. Um, So just be kind to yourself and forgiving and remember that there's no right or wrong. You know, I guess it would be wrong to let your child starve. But short of that, um, you you can't get it wrong if you're loving your baby and taking care of your baby. So just be kind to yourself and accept your journey as it comes. Oh, I love that. That is a perfect way to end. I agree 100% with everything you said. And thank you so much for sharing your story today. I know it's not always easy to share such like personal experiences about breastfeeding and your children. But I, I learned a ton and I just want to do a million more interviews because of how awesome it was talking to you. (laughs) So I really appreciate it. Um, you can find a bunch of links and stuff that we talked about today down in the show notes of this podcast. Uh, you can also find out more about breastfeeding and all the stuff that we're doing with new little life, the YouTube channel on my website, newlittlelife.com. And then don't forget to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening. So thank you again so much tomorrow for talking with us today and we'll see you later. Thank you for having me.